grocery store. What? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Very pleased to welcome Brian Kilmeade, not only a New York Times bestselling author, happens to be the co-host of uh, Fox and Friends on the Fox News Channel, a radio talk show host who could, you could hear around the country, including every day from 10 to noon on WABC, and uh, the host of One America Saturdays on the Fox News Channel. Brian, thanks as always for joining us. Hey, Frank, I think I just limited you to beer and wine because <laughs> I was worried about your show and I never quite know where your sleep cycle is. <laughs> Right, I mean that's a big decision too. So if it's six o'clock and you want to have a drink, you don't get on till midnight. Is that okay? When did you sleep? You know, so it's you have a difficult that's true decision I, to make I, almost every day. I think I had different hours the uh, the last time um, the last book party I attended, but uh, but these days that would definitely be the uh, that would definitely be the handicap that I have. Uh, you were just doing Joe Piscopo at the time? I think I was. I think I was. So I just had to worry about um, uh, about waking up and not stammering uh, not, rather than uh, trying to do four hours of radio and sound coherent. But, um, Brian, you know, a couple of listeners have been writing to me since the last time you were on saying Gutfeld always gives you a hard time about <laughs> your backpack. Now, uh, settle this for us once and for all. What's in that backpack? What are you carrying around in there? We may well, have to alert the authorities. It's a good. It's a good question. I I, I always feel as though I got to bring stuff. I really was thinking about this today. I mean, I, I get everything on my iPad, but then I need cords, you know, because you got to charge stuff. And then I'm thinking, okay. And then I got these folders because I want to keep things in separate categories, uh, like receipts and things like that, and scripts. So I carry around a couple of Manila folders. And then being that I'm always having to be on location, I'm always carrying like, you know, TV makeup on it. So I keep that. Um, So I'm looking at my backpack as of recently and I'm thinking to myself, can I make it smaller? But I really don't want to. And the other thing is I used to do a shoulder bag. And I'm like, why am I being uncomfortable? Because the shoulder bag might look better. I am better off if I got to walk to 34th Street on Penn Station with a backpack on equal weight on each shoulder. And it just blows Greg Gutfeld away that I wear a backpack. He can't get over it. And every day, like, I will see him, and he goes, why are you doing that? I go, I need I need my stuff, and this is more comfortable. Do you have a problem with that? I don't have a problem with it. I, look, I'm a big uh, live-and-let-live kind of guy when it comes to carrying stuff around. People give me That's a hard time because— I carry around this laptop bag, which I stick a whole bunch of stuff in, and uh, it's really, you know, I've tried to transition to other bags, but it doesn't hold into it everything that I want to hold. So I'm not ready to go full backpack, but it would make me think too much of uh, being in school again. But I, I applaud you for, you know, being kind of a groundbreaker there. On that one, gutsy? Would you say gutsy? Uh not not necessarily for this. Maybe for some of the other work that you do. But 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 okay. bold, but maybe not not so gutsy. Hey, um, there was an interesting column in the Washington Post by Gary Abernathy, who essentially said this January sixth committee isn't uncovering anything new. And I, I really I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, and he describes how, despite breathless previews of coming attractions. Really, little has changed since the hearings began beyond what was already established. Now, 
we've talked to you about your text messages being uh, bandied about by this January 6th committee. Would you agree with that Abernathy analysis? Yeah, I mean, the one thing I was talking about, uh, uh, he didn't give me permission to say it, so I would say with a Bush slash Trump official was, uh, he said, to me, Brian, we all know his behavior after the election uh, with the wild accusations and his temper uh, and the ill decision to have a rally the same day that they're certifying the vote was just everybody knows it was bad decisions. It's like a two-year-old decision that we all make bad decisions. You keep visiting again, but now they're bringing color and uh, and and bringing some quotes and putting faces behind what was going on in the White House. But we kind of reported on it. You know, uh, Donald Trump got mad at us. He's like, Fox is not covering the corruption. Uh, where's the proof? The voting machine. All... So it was one thing after another, one accusation after another. And now that's what we're getting. But now we're getting, well, I was an aide to uh, the chief of staff. I was uh, the, the president's lead attorney. And from their perspective, what they where, where I was the president's attorney general. This is what, all right, it's their perspective on stuff that we've already covered. And now they say, well, there's witness tamping going on because somebody in the Trump camp, Mar-a-Lago, contacted a future uh, a person who might testify. Well, they're allowed to call people. This is not a trial. You know, they're basically friends. They went to war for four years together. So, well, I got contacted by a Trump official. I immediately got an attorney, and I called the nine, uh, January 6th committee. Okay. Well, about what? I mean, they're not a legal proceeding. Well, then we referred to the attorney general. Okay, about what? that they reached out to you and that you might be on a witness list? I mean, uh, if Stephen Miller talks to Meadows and talks to Corey Lewandowski and they all talk to each other, they were friends before and they're going to be friends after. Manipulation? I don't know. If, uh, Frank, I know you have a big interview uh, coming up, I, I could might give you a call before. Am I guilty of something? So give the context. I, I, I just find a lot of the stuff. And I just watched, before I came on here, we were in commercials, so I flipped onto CNN. And they were talking about a major new revelation about a possible witness tampering. That's their A block. Mm. Really? That's your A block? Right, Inflation's it. 9.1%. The president's over about to meet with Saudi Arabia <laughs> making up some fictitious handshake rule when it comes to COVID. You got uh, Ukrainians, you know, cashing our check on a daily basis. You're going back to January 6th. How about the president's poll numbers? They're at 33%. Why don't you look at this president for a change? I know you don't get any ratings, but you at least you cover the news. Uh, well, well said. I mean, speaking of President Biden heading to the uh, Middle East, you know, apparently he's on a mission to not only to get Saudi the Saudis to pump more oil, but to try and normalize uh, relations between Israel and Saudi Arabia. It doesn't seem like Biden is really living up to that campaign promise he made to treat the Saudis and uh, Prince Mohammed bin Salman specifically as an international pariah, is he? Well, he isn't. And I think about this. We're not going over and talking to Saudi Arabia about rare earth qualities that by, by the title is hard to get. You know, like, for example, they're located in the Congo for all these electric batteries in this, this electric revolution that's going to transform our lives. You know, there is only a certain amount of places in this country with this uh, rare earth is this lithium. So if you have to go ask one of our enemies to, you know, like, hey, I need the lithium. I need these batteries. got these Tesla cars. I got these volts. Uh, I want to transition my economy. He's asking the Saudi Arabians to do in their country what we refuse to do in ours. And to do that, 
he is making himself look like the ultimate hypocrite going against what if I say his top three statements he made from his basement was Saudis are a, a pariah nation for us to do deals with them shows how little ethics we have as a country and how he took the Houthi rebels off the terror. Uh, the terror watch list, uh, and now they, of course, are supported by Iran, who rocket these Houthi rebels, take Iranian rockets, and send them into metropolitan areas in Saudi Arabia. And he took their side. And now he's like, hey, could you guys pump a little bit more? Really? You want me to pump more? Oh, don't you guys have oil companies? Don't you have oil and gas? You really want us? You want to pay us to pump more because... And you want us to also stop dealing with Russia. And they've said no to that. They've also told them before the meeting, don't bring up human rights. Really? And now they don't want to do this handshake, this MBS handshake. So he says, just out of abundance of caution, we don't want our 79-year-old president to shake hands in Israel and Saudi Arabia. Really? What about the G7? They were shaking hands in the G7. There's no sign of a surge in the Middle East of a variant uh, that is going to hurt a 79-year-old, uh, more than the G7. So it, this type of stuff is is, is folly. Uh, we're also, one of the stories that's gotten a lot of attention this week is this uh, 10-year-old that was raped and uh, evidently needed to have an abortion. It's just a horrible story all the way around. But now it comes out that her rapist who's been arrested was an illegal immigrant. Now, do you see this reopening the, well, and not that it ever really closed for a lot of folks, but uh, in in the minds of Americans, putting border security and the issue of how to handle illegal immigrants on the front burner in terms of issues they're focused on. Frank, you and I do this, and and Fox does this, and we have Bill Malusia at the border. They don't, no one's covering this. And and I think this is out of all the terrible things he's done, including Afghanistan. We're coming up in a year right now. What he's allowing to happen at our border. I'll give you a tweet from Bill Malusian yesterday, uh, per federal source. There were two thousand two hundred fifty-eight illegal crossings in Del Rio sector in one day, and we got the video. There's a staggering numbers for a single border patrol sector, and it's happening as we push into the hottest weeks when it's supposed to be leveling off. Think about this. So you have this situation, then you have them cheering the Title 42, fighting to get Title 42 away, and they're cheering that the Remain in Mexico policy is disappearing. And there's something else insidious that Tom Holman told me about yesterday. Tom Holman said when the Mexican president came here and said, let's push for a pathway to citizenship for illegals, that's going to make it even harder. That is a signal in South and Central America, come. There's a big push now and a friendly person in the White House that is going to allow you to come here and stay here. So these guys are already overwhelmed, and now they're going to get even more overwhelmed. And the criminal element that's coming across is almost as scary, including the story you're talking about. So this illegal immigrant in Ohio rapes a 10-year-old repeatedly. She gets pregnant, and she goes to another state, Indiana, to get her abortion. And the president uses this story, but just says a 10-year-old had to leave a state right. of Ohio to go. And you go, wait a second. The bigger story is she was raped. Number two is there's nothing in Ohio that stops her from getting treatment to getting an abortion. Right now, there's no reason for it across state lines. The president, with an unvetted story, with the worst staff that we've ever had in the White House, period, goes ahead and trumpets this story repeatedly. And he'll probably say it again. And he's permissing the fact that an illegal immigrant under his reign in our country raping children 
and you could focus on the abortion and a move that was unnecessary to make. You talk about burying a lead, and the rest of the press is not is only interested in burying their head. Uh, that is for sure. Hey, I really enjoyed your your interview in, in the aftermath of uh, James Conn's passing with uh, with Johnny Russo, who played Carlo in The Godfather. Yeah. Jo- Johnny used to come in on this show on a weekly basis and spend an hour with me. I don't know what I did to him, but some, I've done something that he doesn't want to come on the show with me anymore. So I was glad to at least be able to hear him with you. Uh, you got to put in a good word for me, Brian, for old time's sake. Absolutely, yeah. I'll talk to him again. I find him the most fascinating. I did this show called uh, Wise Guys. I filled in as host, and they did 50 years since the release of The Godfather. He was on a, the panel. Plus, when his book came out, I interviewed him. But I just remember James Conn passing. I'm thinking to myself, he's got a few stories about James Conn. And then I saw the, the sparring on the Megyn Kelly podcast, and then I did not see the New York Post story. But it was anything but a tribute to the late actor. He hated it. He said oh, that is for uh, sure. Conn yeah. hated him. And he hated James Conn. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe this isn't the best tribute I've ever done. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Hey, what's coming up on uh, on Fox and Friends today? Okay, on, uh, I'll tell you about uh, I'll tell you about our radio even show. Better, uh, even we, I got Dennis Ross. I think he's as schooled as anything in, in the Israeli situation about Israel is just trying to get the president to back off the terrible Iranian deal. Byron York will put the president's numbers in perspective, and they're terrible, but they're still beating Trump. Ambassador Robert Ford worked in that region in Saudi Arabia. He's going to be with us. Uh, Lieutenant General Mike Linnington's running the Wounded Warrior Project today. Is their uh, Wounded Warrior uh, uh, Soldier Ride? It launches today on television, and I'll bring him up to radio. Uh, Mark Thiessen will be with us from the Washington Post, uh, and J.D. Vance. You know, he's trying to be the center from sure. Ohio. Yeah, yeah. So I'll talk about that. The Israel. Uh, I, I, I'm hoping and, you and, and JD will uh, will mix it up a little bit on uh, on Ukraine because uh, both of you were among the most articulate uh, spokespeople for your cause on what the United States' role should be in Ukraine. There, so I'm not going to want to miss that. That should be good. I will definitely engage him on that. Of course, he's a military veteran, but I do think it's necessary. But I would like to find out where all the money's going. Frank, come on, I, we're writing these big checks. Why can't anyone oversee them? Why even for the president's own political viability, you don't want this money being wasted or some of our weapons being trafficked to other countries. And how? Absolutely. Hey, what is this live tour that you're doing that I've been hearing about? Yeah, uh, thanks for that. So what I did is it's so hard to be able to do these, to do any. I love being on stage. I did stand up for 10 years. I like the unscripted nature of what you and I do on radio. So uh, when I start doing these book tours, I can't really do it for these companies because if these companies go corrupt or start investing in, and all of a sudden it looks bad for News Corp. So I kept getting rejected for all these, to, to do all these appearances where, where combined with the book or not with the book. So I just said, what if I just made my own events? And I just decided to go on these stages and be able to give people VIP access so I can actually talk to people that listen to and watch the shows instead of shaking their hand and having 11 seconds with them. <laughs> Number two is I get a chance to be on stage, talk about all five history books, as well as my sports books, and talk about what's happening in the news. So I just uh, basically, you know, just uh, Brian Kill Me Live. And uh, it is red, white, and blue, uh, old patriotism. And I, I look at the 1619 Project, and I just put it in comparison to the reality of our real past. I did not know we'd be in a war on history, but we are. 
So I did not know. I thought people would say, hey, I'm interested in America's past. I didn't know have to, I'd have to fight for it as they protested at Jefferson and Monticello and protested at Madison's house um, and everything going awry, the taking down of the statues. So August 27th, I'll be in Newark, New Jersey uh, at the uh, at the um, I forgot the venue there. I'll be in Albany, New York, September 8th. And then I'll be in Brandon, uh, Mississippi on the 12th and 13th uh, in Tulsa when my book comes out on paperback. But if everybody wants to come, BrianKilme.com. That's, that's uh, click correct. on tickets. It's always fun. Uh, that uh, that show on the 27th is at the uh, New Jersey Performing Arts Center in Newark. So people could check that out. That's a that's great awesome. location. Yeah. Hey, Brian, thanks so much. Um, I hope you're doing something fun for National Macaroni and Cheese Day today. Well, it's a big family get-together. Uh, most people most people in my family have taken off, uh, but I have to go to work and earn a living so they can enjoy their life and have pasta, carbohydrates. Thank you, as always, my friend. I'll look, look forward to talking soon. Uh, 800-848-9222. If you want to comment on anything we spoke about or jump on board for 15 seconds of fame, you'll have uh, 15 seconds of fame to say anything you like. That's 1-800-848-9222. Straight ahead. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.